Hi there, I'm Jim. And I'm Claire. Let's talk teaching. Welcome to Let's Talk Teaching, a podcast from the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology here at Illinois State University. I'm Jim G, and joining me today, once again, our director, Dr. Claire LaMonica. And when I say here from Illinois State University, that's more metaphorical than actual, right, Claire? Absolutely. You're in one place, I'm in another place, and neither of us is Illinois State University right now. You know, we're in the midst of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, and so uh, here in the state of Illinois, we are all in our staying at home and working from home, and we just wanted to kind of quickly, this is not how we envisioned coming back from our winter hiatus, but... (laughs) Um, we should also apologize because our audio quality is not up to our usual impeccable standards. So, Claire, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, you know, um, I like people. And so it's kind of weird just being in my house. But I also am finding that I am getting a lot of FaceTime with people uh, via Zoom. I, I, one day this week, I had six Zoom meetings. So that was, uh, I think that was my high, you know, there's only about eight hours in a working day. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I couldn't have had many more. So I'm I'm seeing a lot of faces, even if I'm not seeing a lot of bodies, people. Well, and I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of the important message. You know, we just wanted to kind of record a quick little episode today. We're not going to go into a lot of nuts and bolts about teaching online. We have a lot of online resources we can point people to. I think we're a week into the official teaching online phase. So we were working with faculty for a few weeks before to get them ready to teach online. But classes have been going on all week. We're recording this on Friday, March 27th. And so we just kind of wanted to talk about how things have changed and the new reality and how we are still able to connect with people, but it's a, it's a different way of connecting, I guess. What's your impression from this week and, and what are your thoughts and what do we need to, uh, what do you think we all need to keep top of mind as we spend the next, well, the rest of this semester at, at ISU um, delivering courses online? Yeah, you know, I think um, the main thing I'm seeing is a lot of anxiety. Um, I think our faculty, because of the nature of our university, our faculty are very invested in their teaching. And I, I said in an email to a, to one of our listservs, um, you know, this is pushing us. This is pushing all of us way outside our comfort zone. Um, and so, the the response to that, of course, is is anxiety. That's an appropriate response. And and so I. I think, um, you know, it's really important for people to remember that um, there's, there's no one right way to do this. It really depends on the kind of course you're teaching and the kind of students you have and your own comfort level with technology, various, you know, different technologies. I know people who are basically have reverted to correspondence courses uh, using, using email, and that's okay. That, you know, that works for them, that works for their students. Um, and then, you know, we have people who are really experienced online instructors who were not intending to go online this, we're not intending to teach online this semester, but are really comfortable with that. So they probably have anxiety because of having to do this so quickly, make the shift so quickly, but at least they're in more familiar territory when they get there. 
Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we'll kind of loop back to some of those instructors because uh, we want to talk about um, how we've helped connect faculty on campus with some of the, their more experienced colleagues. And there's really a great thing going on with, with uh, faculty helping each other. But when you're talking about anxiety, the first thing that went to my mind is also, obviously, we need to keep in mind that our students are going through very anxious times. I taught my course this semester. Um, we met online. Most of us were able to meet online on Monday night. and. It, it was kind of hard. I almost got a little weepy at one point, um, <laughs> you know, oh, just, <laughs> you're such a teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that usually doesn't, well, uh, you know, as men get older, we get weepier, but that's a whole other <laughs> podcast. I'm you know? completely different, yeah. <laughs> right, uh, but it was, but they, they were, and this was the first month, this was Monday night, so this is the first day back uh, learning after this unexpected extended spring break and they were all tired and their sleep schedules are all messed up and and they, there was a lot of anxiety uh, expressed I thought it was valuable that we were able to take some time in class to talk about that and we always kept it in the context of okay well how are we going to change things to make it work um, you know and and I you know you don't have to do that all the time but I think that that was that was valuable and honestly after talking to them I have now I don't know. I'm, I'm on like plan D or E at this point, but I'm. Uh, um, I got feedback from them again, and I think one message we want to express to our faculty is now that we've actually been doing this online. We talk, talked a lot about planning for weeks, but now that we're actually doing this online, it's okay to reassess things at this point. And if you still need to make adjustments, then make adjustments. You know, communicate yeah. those with your students. But you know, this is this is going to be a a, a uh, an ongoing process. Absolutely. I think it's going to be an ongoing process in terms of, I know um, people are having to change up assignments. Um, my, you know, my husband is teaching a class in sports communication and, and his students at this point in the semester were all supposed to be attending live sporting events. Uh, that's not happening. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, you know, that required a lot of assignment readjustments and um, and I and you know certainly he's he's not at all alone there's there's lots of people out there having to readjust their their schedules and their assignments in addition to readjusting you know how they're teaching so that's that's crazy you know it's been it's been a crazy time it really has and I you know I hope everybody is being kind to themselves and I was actually in a meeting with the provost the other day when she was talking to um, department chairs and school directors. And, and she said, you know, we really, we're pretty hard on ourselves. And I, I think we need to remember that, um, you know, this, this isn't probably gonna be your best teaching semester ever. It's okay. It's gonna be good enough. It, whatever you're doing, it's gonna be good enough. Do something and keep, keep your student, students learning and, um, you know, this semester will be good, a good enough semester. Absolutely. And, you know, along those lines, too, how you communicate that message, let me put it that way, is going to be important to students. So we're taking a, you know, we have to understand that our teaching is going to be good enough. And if we make it just good enough, then we can expect our students to do the work. And it's communicating to yes. students that, yes, you still need to do the work. Um, we can't just check out for the rest of the semester. No. Uh, None of us can do that. Right, right. So, but by being gentle with ourselves and by um, recognizing that there are just inherent limits because of the new system that we're working under, 
then we can work within that system and then we can communicate high expectations to our students. So, And, and I think, you know, th there's a couple of things that go along with that. And, and one of them is once you get comfortable with the basics, you know, you may decide that you want to try some new things. Maybe you want to try a new tool. Maybe you want to, maybe you want to try to bring in a guest speaker that, to your class, or maybe you want to, um, you know, share your screen and show students how to, how to do something or, you know, whatever. I would say, don't be afraid to try new things because in that, actually what you're doing right now and as you try new things is, is modeling being a lifelong learner. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk all the time about the importance of preparing students to be lifelong learners. You know, the world is going to change, we tell them. We can't teach you everything you're going to need to know in the future. Well, wow, the world just changed. And there is no way that any of us could have been prepared for this particular situation. You know, I mean, it's just, I mean, unless you spend all, all your time reading dystopian and plague novels and, and um, zombie novels and, you know, The Stand and whatever, you probably haven't spent a lot of time thinking about preparing for this kind of situation. So this is a great chance for you to not only be a lifelong learner, but let your students being you, see you being a lifelong learner and share that with them. You know, let them know, wow, you know, you may have to, you may someday be faced, whatever I'm preparing you to do now, you may someday be faced um, with a challenge that you could never have anticipated. And this is hard for me. You know, I think, you know, I'm a big proponent of being upfront with students and say, you know, this is hard for me, but I'm working really hard to make it work for you. And, and I need your help in that, but we're going to move forward together and we're, we're all going to be learners in multiple ways this semester. And then it's also, yes, and then, then it's possible to also believably express, and I think you're up to the challenge. I think we're up to the oh, challenge. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because because I think students need that that boost right now too. Oh yeah, they need to know that we you know they need to know that we think they can do this. You know when Ken Bain talks about um, the importance of maintaining high expectations for students and kind of you know debunking this myth that students prefer easy classes and and things like that. The key is to you know maintain high expectations and provide support for them to reach those expectations. So, you know, it may take some different kinds of support right now, but um, there are resources available to help you. So, you know, if, if you have a student struggling with technology, you know, have them get in touch with the Technology Support Center. Um, that's there. Make sure that they know about the Redbirds Keep Learning site. We've been talking a lot about Redbirds Keep Teaching to faculty, but there's a mirror site called Redbirds Teach Learning, or Redbirds Keep Learning. We do <laughs> Redbirds Keep Learning, and it has a lot of resources for students, including mental health resources. So I just had somebody email me yesterday about um, worried about a student who was exhibiting, you know, pretty obvious signs of distress and anxiety, and wanting to know if there was still any university support for those students. And yes, there is. If you go to Redbirds Keep Learning, there's a whole section on um, mental health support for students. So, you know, keep pointing your students to that site um, 
and familiarize yourself with it, but, but keep pointing on there as well. So one other thing that we wanted to kind of loop back on and talk about today was how faculty members are also supporting each other. So um, we have a ReggieNet site, Online Teaching Mentors. Uh, talk about that. Yeah, you know, this actually, um, the, the sort of um, seed for this idea um, came from the provost's office. Uh, we, were, we were looking around for a way to extend CTLT's support of faculty using technology. It was, it, you know, it, it became obvious that we needed to extend our ability for uh, faculty to just get support for their teaching as well, not just the technology side of it. Um, so we did create this ReggieNet site. It's called Online Teaching Mentors. If you are an instructor at Illinois State University, you are an, enrolled in that site as a participant, and it should be appearing in your ReggieNet sites. If you're not seeing it, you may have to go up to the waffle and look for it. It'll be under um, continuing sites or projects or whatever they call that. Go in there. We have um, highly experienced, highly successful online instructors who are serving as mentors. They are monitoring conversations in forums and answering questions. And they're also, um, some of them have also uh, made available, made themselves available for one-on-one -on -one conversations and appointments. So um, that's a, that you know, it, obviously not all the peer-to-peer -peer support is coming through that. I think, I think there's a lot going on in there. But I've been impressed with the way that um, departmental colleagues have stepped up and helped each other and um, people at the college level are helping each other. So there's a lot of peer mentoring and peer support going on out there. Um, I've, been, I, I've been using this you know, new hashtag, it takes a campus, um, because it really does. You know, it's like hashtag, it takes a campus. It's, you know, this isn't something that CTLT or the provost's office, or your college um, IT people, or your department chair. There's this this unique moment in history is taking um, all of us working together to make sure that Redbirds keep teaching and Redbirds keep learning. And so we will uh, link to that. Oh, I should also mention, by the way, that that. Um, from a communication standpoint, I agree certainly that the discussion in the forums have been great and there have been questions raised there that we have then added elsewhere in all of the online resources because they were really good questions that we needed to find answers for. So, um, And we will link, to, we'll have the instructions um, on the show page on how to get to that um, and of course that's also on the Redbirds Keep Teaching uh, website which uh, uh, is itself along with Redbirds Keep Learning linked off of the university's main coronavirus response page that everyone has been emailed and, and whatnot. So we'll make sure that, that people can find all of these resources online. I, you know, I'll just say to you, thanks for being a lifelong learner and figuring out how we could, uh, how we could do this. I, um, we will apologize to everybody about the, any possible um, quality glitches in this particular podcast. We are learning as we, um, as we create the podcast. I have learned that I need to find myself some um, uh, a headset with a microphone that that if we do this again before uh, the pandemic is over, we'll I'll try to have some better equipment. But um, I, I appreciate everybody um, letting us come in with this good enough podcast.
Well said. Claire, thank you so much. Thank you, Jim. And that's it for this episode of Let's Talk Teaching. You can find out much more about, well, everything that we've been talking about today. <laughs> you can go to ctlt.illinoisstate.edu. You'll see a big button on the front page that says Get Started. For Dr. Claire LaMonica, for all of my colleagues at the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology, until we talk again, stay safe. <laughs>